podcast ain't play nobody Sunday. Hurry up edition S and P plus reveal show slash special edition. Oh, we're gonna look at the worst teams in the S and P plus. But first, we're gonna look at the best. You ready, Let's Bill? All right, we're gonna go in chunks of five. We're gonna go real fast because we're also going to pull the preseason rankings out like we've been doing. You guys have responded well to that. Number twenty-five, your Florida Gators. They, they feel extremely. They, they feel extremely twenty-one to twenty-five, don't they? Yeah, I, I, and hey, that works. That's good. Uh, speaking of feeling twenty-one to twenty-five, the number twenty-four Kansas State Wildcats. Um, number twenty-three Georgia Tech. Number twenty-two Virginia Tech, and number twenty-one, um, probably other than the Troy Trojans, the toast of the week. Yeah. Uh, your Washington State Cougars at five and zero. Oh. Um, Feel good about Virginia Tech at 22 is just my opinion. Um, kind of pretty much exactly what we thought with the Clemson game. And Wazoo at 5-0. and oh. So probably some misinformation I think is going to settle in because it's a Friday night game. Not as many people saw it. But this was not a Wazoo upset squeaker type of situation. This was a good football team beating a good yeah, football I was, team. Yeah, I was surprised they didn't move up a little bit. It's funny watching the numbers react to things sometimes because basically what happened was USC moved down. They like they absorbed the blow here, and Washington State didn't get a lot of the uh, of the pushback. But if you look at the – and we'll get to the, the rankings without the preseason projections, Washington State is now 16th and USC is now 26th. So um, wow. from that perspective, the new numbers basically said, well, what? They were supposed to win at home. So why are we moving them up? Um, well – the good news for Washington State is they've got a chance to beat another team in yeah. front of them in your rankings yeah, because number 20, uh, even though they lost their starting quarterback and their starting running back, Oregon survived and won. They're at 20. Uh, number 19, we'll get to it. We'll deal with it. We'll sit with it and unpack yeah, it, as we yeah. say in the modern lexicon, your LSU Tigers. Number 18, a very different 3-2 and two team, Stanford. Uh, number 17, your Louisville Cardinal, number 16, Notre Dame. They beat Miami of Ohio. I didn't see a stitch of that. Um, okay, Bill, let's just go straight into it. You said it before the air, so I'll <laughs> say it for you, and then and then you can go into um, a more elaborate uh, explanation. LSU drops seven spaces in the top 25. That's the biggest loss, obviously. In fact, let me scan down and see if there's a, a bigger drop in the S&P Plus. Ole Miss dropped yeah, 14 top, spots. Among the top, like, 50 or so. Well, yeah, it's hard to find too many of them drop more than that, but there Actually, are some. There are two noticeable ones, and it, it kind of ties into LSU a little bit. So let's give a quick shout-out to Ole Miss at 36. They dropped 14 spots. And the Tennessee Vols at three and two clock in at number fifty-two. They drop twenty-one spots from thirty-first. So LSU, um, it takes a long time to fall right. when you're that high. It's that simple. Yeah. And and here's the other thing: I'm pulling up numbers on the fly that I somehow didn't think to pull up uh, beforehand. But um, there are a couple other things going on now. Look, if you look at their ranking without projections, it's not like they're a hundredth. They're 36th. Part of that is because they looked great against BYU and Chattanooga to start the year. They looked great the first half against Syracuse. So basically for half their season, they've, they've kind of sort of looked the part they were supposed to look. Um, yeah. The other half of the year they have not. Um, to, to put but it you know what, Bill? 36 is, 36 is not controversial to me at all. If you said they were the 36th best, best team in the country and that they would, they're eventually going to take down a few teams in the SEC and this is going to be a year that we're going to have to figure out, that doesn't shock me even after what I saw against well, Troy. Because Troy's a good football I think, team. I uh, think LSU fans last night who were saying we're never going to win another game, 
Um, right, you know, yeah. I, I'm not sure they would agree with that. And here's the other part of the um, of the the they did, they fell what seven spots this week, which was I was hoping for more. The first thing I looked at when I saw the top 25, or when I when I realized the rankings were done, when I hit the save button, I looked for LSU and hoping that they would at least fall out of the top 25, and they didn't. Um, you know, I do the we we talk about the post game win expectancy numbers a lot. Um, and basically where, you know, you take all the key stats from a given game, you look at how uh, they played and in and, and, and these key measures, and it says you would have won this game X percent of the time. It said, uh, it said LSU would have won this game 62% of the time. Um, the main reason for that, um, let's see, part of it is they forced more, what we, you know, what we would call turnover opportunities, so that factored in. Uh, they did a much better job of finishing, uh, or excuse me, sorry, let me, let me start back over. They had a much better success rate. They were 50% success rate to 39% for Troy. They averaged seven yards per play to 5.2. Troy finished its drives better. I had that backwards for a second. Um, and that kind of made up the, the gap a little bit, and then, and then Troy got turnovers look on top of that as well. So mm-hmm. you, uh, the the fact that it was close enough for LSU no, to lose, not to mention a very very timely field goal, at right? The half. Right, the, and they happen to win the game by three points. Um, they like power to Troy. This was they they stayed close enough to get lucky, but they were kind of lucky to win this game. And so you're not. This isn't a situation where LSU should be falling fifty spots because a Troy's pretty good. Um, we, we wrote Troy off. We, 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 we wrote Troy off. They hadn't even lost yet. And we were like, oh, they're just not as good as they were supposed to be. Um, and then we, we jumped up. We didn't jump off the bandwagon, but we weren't driving the bandwagon anymore. Uh, and now somebody else gets to because, you know, we, we forfeited. But um, well, maybe our maybe our America's team 2017 New Mexico State is better than people think, granted. But uh, they shot at they shot it out at home with Akron and then they went and led. LSU by double digits yeah. in the yeah, second they did half. Yeah, so, That's going to be a, a weird, weird world we're in right now. Bill, number 15, your Southern California Trojans. Number 14, uh, your undefeated TCU Horned Frogs. Number 13, Oklahoma State at 4-1. and one. Number 12, the world is not ending in Auburn this week. We'll talk about uh, They're good. the weirdness They're good. of SEC transitive evaluation in a second. I'm going to roll all the way through 10 here. Number 11, your undefeated Miami Hurricanes. That's real. That's a sentence. Uh, and then number 10, your biggest gainer in the S&P Plus top 25. Wazoo stayed put, but Georgia jumped four spots. Okay. Um, I know what I want to talk about okay. here, and that's the SEC and trying to understand people's place. Do you want to touch on Oklahoma State in regards to Saturday night against Texas Tech? It was pretty much a – if you called – if you called your local college football delivery and said, bring me an Oklahoma State-Texas <laughs> Tech game, you got exactly what you wanted, piping hot. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I, and this was a game where, I mean, OSU controlled it a lot more than the score would say. You know, they had the pick six that they were about to go up. Uh, they were about to score a second time. I think I think it was, what, 7 nothing or something. Uh, they were about to score again and then threw like a 90-something-yard pick six. Uh, so that was kind of big. And then, you know, Tech gets the – didn't they try an onside kick? Um, I, by the way, I, I, I made terrible decisions yesterday i agreed to kind of do a live bloggy type thing of both tennessee georgia and uh clemson virginia (laughs) tech so i missed all the good football um and uh, so i missed a lot i i I have uh not gone back and watched oklahoma state texas tech all the way through i saw the the last of it but basically their post-game win expectancy that i talk about 93 percent osu most of the time the game would not have been that close so the fact that they rose two spots didn't surprise me all that much uh tcu rose again 
I, I mean, I like that. I like those teams. I like that they're stuck together because basically TCU beat too. OSU last week on turnovers. Um, and I think they're both very, very good teams. So the, that they're, we have multiple evolving, uh, storylines when it comes to the big 12 championship. And I, I was a little suspect that we would have that early on in the season. So that's nice. Oklahoma state loses to TCU, not out of it by any stretch. TCU good, Oklahoma good on a bye, but you have, you, you have a competitive, uh, upper class, which is nice. Um, okay. So Georgia, we talk about Georgia. We talk about LSU. We talk about Mississippi state. We talk about Auburn. Things are sort of starting to solidify. Now, let me say this. We we warn everybody, and ourselves included, against making big, bold assumptions, not only in September, not only in week one, two, and three, but just the, the transitive property is, is a fool's endeavor. However, we know now this. Georgia beats a Mississippi State team in every phase of football that beat an LSU team in every phase <laughs> of football, Okay. Auburn has now beaten that Mississippi State team that beat LSU. LSU has now lost to Troy. We are starting to understand the landscape. I think I'm going to buy Georgia a little bit. What's well, about and I time? Think I feel well. I, I here's why I feel comfortable. People are people would push back and say, "Well, look, maybe those are bad teams. Notre Dame's not maybe bad Mississippi team. State. Well, oh, man, you stole my I thunder. Know. You know, Mississippi State, uh, you know, they, they throttle a bad LSU team. Maybe they're on the lower end of the middle class or the upper end of the lower class, however you want to put it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if Tennessee is a completely imploding program right now because whether what whatever the value of those programs going into a certain week, I would understand that argument if had Georgia left Knoxville with a 27-17 to 17 win. They did not. It was... Pretty much just capital punishment from go, all right? They owned the game. They owned it in all phases. They were efficient. They were explosive. They were really whatever they wanted to be. So that's now two weeks in a row we've seen that from Georgia. We haven't seen that kind of consistency or explosiveness from anybody in the East. Um, I'm cool with Georgia. I still don't quite understand Auburn, so please explain the Auburn to me. They're good. I don't know what there is to explain. They fumbled five times against uh, Mercer, which made every, which threw everybody off the scent a little bit. I understand that. But they fumbled five times, and if they fumble three times, they win by four touchdowns, and we're not talking about this. They lost this Clemson team that beats everybody. They lost by eight points in Death Valley. They killed, I mean, granted, Missouri, but they killed Missouri. They killed Mississippi State. Uh, they are a, an athletic, confident team that seems to maybe be figuring out how to protect its quarterback. And the end they look like a top 15 team they look like a top 10 team uh if you take out the fumbles against mercer so i'm it's funny because you bring the, you, you brought up mercer before you brought up clemson well, I know and that's I think where in the this, sticking point probably is well that's what i'm saying i think i think the conversation starts in this at least in this part of the country where people are you know where your rival schools in the sec know what you did against mercer and not necessarily that clemson's defense is good because that's sort of a known um i guess if you pull mercer out Things are still okay with Auburn having one loss. Yeah, they look. Hey, man, Rhodes in front of you. You got to play no, Georgia. I mean, you got to play looked, Alabama. And again, I mean, I understand what Missouri is, but I watched Auburn in person last week. They're a team that is very, very physically capable, and they win matchups. And so they're not. This isn't the 2013 team that where you know they send one guy in motion and suddenly they have a three on two advantage on the outside and they're going huge plays. They just have better athletes than most of the team they play. They don't have better athletes in Alabama. 
Um, mm-hmm. But the only other teams on their schedule that can probably match them in terms of athleticism are Georgia and LSU. LSU's a freaking mess to, against any team that punches them a little bit. Uh, and, and, I mean, Georgia might be as good as them or better. So, I mean, I think, you know, they're, they're 12th right now. They're 40th on de- offense and 5th on defense. Uh, the offense, I think, is mostly because of Clemson and Mercer. I think the last two weeks they've shown that they still have a lot of upside in that regard and they might be figuring things out. Uh, I think this is a top 10 caliber team. And, you know, the fact that that the SEC only has three of those is a story, I guess. But, I mean, this is they're a very, very good football team. Number nine, we're going to go straight to the top, Michigan. Number eight, Penn State. Yeah. Starting to really like to watch that football <laughs> team. Not that I didn't before, but, man, it's fun. Don't kick to Saquon Barkley, idiots. Number seven, Washington. Number six, Florida State. Get that W. Uh, number five, the best defense in America, the Clemson Tigers. Number four, I like editorializing yeah, in between your Jeez. rankings just to confuse everybody. Uh, number four, guess who the best team in college football you're not talking about is? Of course it's Wisconsin. Number three, Oklahoma on a bye. Uh, number two, Ohio State basically on a bye in Piscataway. And then number one, Alabama. Um, the horror porn enthusiasts. <laughs> Uh, at this point, it's getting ridiculous. They, that's, um, that was the thing I wrote about this morning. They have now, these last two games, both against SEC foes, one of which will probably go to a bowl game this year, um, they have now beaten two straight teams by whatever it was, 122 points. They had never topped the best back-to-back wins they've ever had were 98 points. So they are 24 points better uh, in that regard than any of the other teams that have won national titles. Um, they're good. They're good. There's there's a debate amongst the annoying upper crust of Alabama fans, like those who have degrees from Alabama, that there's, is it that Saban no longer has mercy, or is it that he's you literally can't pull the dog off <laughs> once it's attacked? I, maybe a little bit. Yeah, I probably. I, I mean, I do. We know that he got he he didn't really like Ole Miss all that much, and we know that generally speaking, it seems like they certainly lose a little bit of their capability for mercy when they're facing a quote-unquote up-and-coming SEC team, like they want to send a message like they did to Vanderbilt last week. So we'll see if it continues now, because uh, this, this, these both could have been send-a-message type situations, but it really, that, that freaking run game is great. The passing game has, has made strides, at least. Uh, and the defense, defense still doesn't, uh, this is a different Alabama defense. They are not attacking you like what they did last year when they had Allen and all those guys. Uh, they're just still suffocating you. You can't complete a pass uh, and you can't run for more than two yards. And they just, um, they just squeeze you to death. It's ridiculous. Bill, if you handed out like a pop quiz uh, with all the proper names removed from the questions, like kind of like we do with box score bingo, but not even that complicated uh, because most journalists are dumb. And you handed it to like, I don't know, the top 100 people that cover college football. It could be like beat writers or just like people who claim to be national or whatever. Who do you think that people would know less about right now? Wisconsin or Washington? Wisconsin. I think it's Wisconsin again, and, which well, is Washington, really hard to say because because Washington is the playoff team that hates the media so much that like they just isolate themselves up there. Right, and but yet, they always made the playoff last year, therefore they had to do a few interviews. And yet there's a team that's more obscure that may be better, maybe better. Part, part of the problem with Wisconsin, I mean, I, first of all, obscurity is in the eye of the beholder, I guess. But uh, part of it is we just assume we know everything about Wisconsin because they're Wisconsin. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play pretty good defense, the end. And they're probably going to be pretty good at it. Um, 
But this team really, really uh, – well, I mean, number one, they, they are kind of just inching forward as, as other teams fall by the wayside, I guess. But they continue to move up every single week just a little bit. That defense I, – I said before the season I was, I was curious slash concerned about Jim Leonard, just the, the simple act of giving the defensive coordinator do- job to a guy with one year of coaching experience ever – um, and, and so I was, I said, you know, because Paul Chris probably knows what he's doing, it could work out just fine, but it just made me nervous. I'm not nervous anymore. <laughs> they're, they're sixth in defense. They're 23rd on offense. Uh, their special teams at least isn't a liability. It's kind of a break even thing. Um, they're just a very steady team. They absorbed a couple of really nice shots from Northwestern Northwestern playing. Like I thought they would all year. Uh-huh. Um, they fell asleep for a minute against Northwestern at the end. It looked like the game was just over. And then that suddenly happens. it wasn't it, it, again. It, it's an early big 10 game. That's totally fine. Well, that happens. yeah. And, and I mean, I do think Northwestern's pretty solid. So yeah, indeed. Uh, I'll overlook that, but yeah, they just continue to inch forward and, and do exactly. They are Wisconsin. They are the stereotype, but they're a very good version of that stereotype. I want to hit some things real fast before we, before we jerk around the ratings and, and have some fun here. Clemson has the best defense in college football. Clemson has yep. one of the most physically dominant, simultaneously intelligent and like yes. sound and, and assignment orient, just nasty. It's awesome yes. to watch. Um, and Alabama's defense is still better, but yeah. <sighs> Fine. Bury the lead. Um, Maybe Don Brown's too, but yeah, regardless, that's true, very man. That's true. Um, uh, Oklahoma, we can skip talking about this week. I, I love you, Sooners. There's just nothing to say at the moment. You're on a bye. Um, Penn State's offense picked right back up. They out Iowa to Iowa when they had to go Iowa, and then they came home and did exactly what they they played the kind of ball they want to. Um, that's yeah, it, really, for the top way, ten. By the way, do you think they're maybe kind of sort of trying to get Saquon the Heisman at this point? <laughs> like, not only – not I mean, I'm not going to say they, you know, that uh, McSorley uh, intentionally made that terrible pass so that he had to make a leaping one-handed catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, uh, Indiana didn't have to kick to him. But once you see your Heisman candidate, you know, throwing touchdown passes, you know the coaching staff is in on it. They're like, yeah, we're, we, got, we got the hurdle last week in the 200-yard whatever game. Uh, he didn't even – like, what, 20 carries for 56 yards he didn't even like run the ball well yesterday and nobody noticed because he was making one-hand catches and throwing a touchdown pass and uh getting the the step immediately on the entire indiana kick coverage team um i think i was i go ahead. I, was saying, I think he's ahead of lamar right now and this may be one of the first this is the first heisman race in in a really long time i care about yeah, and I think I don't think Lamar's going to win. I think everybody wrote him off as soon as well in the off season, and then as soon as he got dominated by Clemson, I think it's basically Saquon and, and uh, Mayfield at this point. Yeah, that's but, right. No, I mean our, I mean Penn State just laid the hammer down. They did exactly what they needed to do in a game before they make a tricky road trip to Northwestern, and then they play Michigan and Ohio State. They went up twenty eight nothing, fourteen minutes in. Uh, they didn't look all that great after that. They didn't need to. Uh, they just handle their business and they've been handling their business all year. Obviously they got into a little trouble at Iowa where they were like statistically they were handling their business and then suddenly they were, they were behind at the end of the game. Gotta be, so they gotta be efficient. Your drives. Bill Connolly taught me that. That's right. And they very calmly just walked down the field for the game winning touchdown. They knew how many seconds they had left. No, I, I still like the Penn state Alabama is the, is the playoff matchup. I want to see, I assume Alabama would win it, but just in terms of styles and, and uh, star power and everything else, um, that's, that's what I'm still gearing for. Bill, we're going to go real fast. Cause we got a lot of stuff to get to uh, uh, yeah. rankings without preseason projections. We're going to go 10 through one, 10 Oklahoma state, nine Penn state, eight Wisconsin, seven Oklahoma, six Washington, five, 
five Georgia. We're totally fine. Boom, number four. Central Florida, three and zero. Oh. Central Florida and, continues to uh, refuse hey, to man, look bad, dude. They beat the crap out of Memphis. So men just killed them. Good for them. Number three, Miami. They're three and zero. Oh, obviously, hurricane there. A um, little weird on this one. Four and one. Ohio State is number two, and then of course, Bama is number one. Um, Ohio State. It's kind of yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. I, I mean, they—that's how good they've looked the last three weeks. They—they they know how to respond to losses. You, and, you, and like S&P. I was joking, huh? I said, "You do you, S and P." I mean, this is—they've—they look the part now, um, and we'll see if they continue to look. We know what the issues are for Ohio State. Yeah. They kill bad teams, and they are rendered one-dimensional uh, to some degree against good teams, and the good teams are coming. So we'll just, I mean, we'll see. They have looked apart since they lost to Oklahoma, and now they have to keep doing it when the schedule improves again. So, but yeah, the other main thing here is Miami and UCF, uh, but like just refusing to look like anything other than a top 15 team. Miami, that Duke team killed Northwestern, uh, was looking great, got killed, just got drubbed in every possible way. The aggressive Duke defense got torched. Uh, the d- offense couldn't find anything, uh, any room to run because Miami seems to know how to utilize its athletes very well now. Uh, just a really, really good-looking team. But Miami has looked very good before uh, when leading up to Florida State. Yeah, I'm going to need and, a little bit. Uh, I'm going yeah. to need a receipt. Uh, before, yeah, before the Florida State game. This is it. I mean, this is this is the season for Miami. Every single year, they look good before Florida State. They lose to Florida State, and then they crater for three weeks before rebounding. And I do think that Rick. That doesn't uh, I'm sorry. I, I do think Rick is going to be better at insulating the inevitable loss or losses, which may start what? this weekend. Wasn't last year. I know, but it takes time, right? Moving forward. I know, I know. Chemistry and culture. Um, all right, Bill, let's talk about the good teams later on our regular show. Let's do this. How much time do we have left? Uh, about three to four minutes. Perfect, Bill. Let's burn that time by looking <laughs> at the worst teams in the S&P Plus. You ready? Do it. We're going to go 120 to 130. One, one, oh, okay. Gotcha. Number 120, your one and three Yukon Huskies. Yeah. Number 121. East Carolina, number 122, winless Georgia Southern. They play on Wednesday night, by the way, so they were off this week. Number 123, rebuilding UAB. It's the only team on here I'm not really going to make fun of. Actually, that's not true. The next two teams, I think, get a bye from criticism. 124, rebuilding Nevada. They're 0-5 under first-year head coach Jay Norvell. And then number one, uh, 125 is San Jose State. They're in a similar situation. 126, 1-4 Texas State. 127, 0-5 Charlotte. 128, 1-4, Kent State. 129, UTEP. They just fired their coach as we were reporting this. He, or, sorry, he, recording he, this. It's my other was, artwork. He stepped down. Oh, that's right. He did, technically. Um, <laughs> which is actually way, way worse. And then 130 is 1-4, uh, Rice. Can you tell me off the top of your head real fast? Because I don't know it. Who did Rice beat? UTEP. So I kind of hate that they're a point behind, but that's how bad they've looked otherwise. Uh, so yeah, I, I was kind of hoping UTEP would be behind Rice just for you know uh, transitive property's sake. But I, I will say, by the way, look at UAB's uh, record. I mean, they were projected dead last because, of course, they were. It was sure. it's like they were coming off the death penalty, yeah. self-imposed death penalty. Um, they are seventy seventh if you take out the preseason projections. They've been. I'm not going to pretend like they probably won't say that high. They, they probably don't have the depth for it. But they're playing. As well as I think could possibly be expected so far, and good for them. 
Yeah, absolutely. UAB, Nevada, San Jose State, ground floor situations. Good for you. Start over. East Carolina, what this is starting to show is that in the AAC, where you have so many aspiring programs, where it's so competitive, right? A bottom class has to emerge, and this is going to be that program for a little while. Um, it's not that it should be or shouldn't be. Um, it well, just is. If they make a good hire in replacing Montgomery, they're probably okay. They might be okay. But yeah, and I will say, in, like, this is another one where East Carolina beats UConn, but it still ends up right below them. Um, yeah. They did beat UConn, and they did hang with South Florida for about a half. So they've they've already improved. That's that's improvement. Beating beating UConn and and stay, hanging with South Florida for more than three minutes is improvement over getting crushed by James Madison and everything that happened at the beginning of the year. So maybe they end up in the one ten to one fifteen range at the end of the year, and I maybe they show just enough improvement to uh, to allow Montgomery to stay on the job, which I kind of I'm rooting for. I think it was a terrible idea to to dump McNeil instead of giving him more support to begin with. But Montgomery seems like a great guy, so I still kind of hope it works out for him. But, uh, yeah, you have to squint to feel optimistic there. I didn't plan on this, honestly. 0-3 Georgia Southern is the team that shouldn't be here. 0-3 Georgia Southern being among the dregs of the FBS is the nightmare scenario in Statesboro. And they play on Wednesday night. Yeah. We are going to be in that kind of recording limbo where we won't touch on the game because we're, you know, the Wednesday show pushes forward. So we'll touch on it now. If they lose to Arkansas State at home in Statesboro, um, and they will, it's going to be a bottoming out and a real hard reckoning for them because they've got a buyout associated with Tyson Summers, their head coach. They don't have a ton of money. They were always the team that succeeded in spite of having no money to look around and see what programs like Troy have done in the Sun Belt. And before you say, oh, they've been there for a long time, Georgia Southern came in to the Sun Belt and FBS with the depth and the recruiting ability of those teams. That's why they did it. They, <laughs> they should have done it 15 years prior, but they liked winning. They liked tradition. They liked selling out stadiums and winning titles. So it's going to be really interesting to watch Georgia Southern in the next two weeks. Yeah, bottom five um, teams if you take out preseason projections. Uh, East Carolina was fifth worst. Kent State is fourth worst. UTEP is third worst. Rice is second. And Georgia Southern dead last. That really, I mean, honestly, that's about what, yeah, that says it all. Man, the problem is we end the show on such a bummer. Bill, give me your ideal playoff. You mentioned it earlier, but I've got a fashion one against you. Oh, okay. Um, yes, Alabama, Penn State. I don't care if that's one, four, two, three. I just want right. to see. Then who do you got Clemson playing? <laughs> Clemson's going to lose. Clemson's going to get upset. I don't trust the teams that only that that basically do what they did again yesterday, where they go, yeah. okay, well now we have to make a play, boom, boom, and now we're just going to go back into cruise control. Wait, no, you're saying Clemson doesn't make the playoff? I'm saying they're going to get upset. They might still make the playoff, but and okay. win the ACC. But I'm not. No. I'm not counting them for sure just yet. Okay. I mean, I think Oklahoma's got a good shot. Let's see. What are some of the teams we're talking about? Yeah, Oklahoma, I just need a matchup. Clemson, Washington. Match um, I, well, I think if Clemson makes the playoff, they're going to turn it on and be really good again. So screw them. I don't want them in the playoff. I want like um, – let's go Washington, Oklahoma. Washington, Oklahoma, Penn State, mm. Alabama. That, that will produce a terrible final matchup unless Penn State upsets Alabama. But Here's what I believe as we wrap up. We're, Miami, we're Miami, of... Miami, Oklahoma. Oh, you steal everything. Oh, I almost missed that one. Duh. My, All if right, I'm fine. Not putting I'll audible at the line. You ready? We'll leave it at <laughs> There's no way to escape Alabama Clemson. It's going to happen. All right? So just enjoy the quarterfinal matchups. I'm going to go Alabama, 
Oklahoma State. Okay. And Penn State Clemson. How's that? Okay. All right. The alarm went off a while ago. It's weird. I know. We went over this week. All right, guys. We'll see you on Wednesday. Yep.